Hey everyone, welcome to episode 139 of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, we have Dr. John Schufelt, the founder at MeMD, which was just acquired by Walmart. I'm really excited. Let's not waste any time. Let's bring him on the podcast. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. Absolutely. I'm excited for us to chat. It's uh, It's been, uh, like I was just telling you, a crazy day, but I'm excited for the opportunity to chat with you. And, and I just want to quickly say congrats on the recent acquisition by, by Walmart. That's, uh, that's huge. Uh, congrats to you and your team. Thanks. Yeah, we're very excited about it. It's been an 11 year journey and uh, with uh, it's a, basically a whole tribe has been involved. So it's been a real honor to be a part of it. 11 year overnight success, right? Over, 11 how, year like Drake Rock, a 30 year overnight success. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'd love to start by if you could tell the audience a little bit about your background and kind of how you got to where you are today. And then we can go into talking more about MeMD and the acquisition, but I'd uh, love to start there. Sure. I'm a, um, a board certified emergency medicine physician, did my uh, medical school in Chicago, my emergency medicine residency at Christ on the south side of Chicago. I've been really practicing emergency medicine ever since. In the uh, early 90s, I started a, what turned into a large chain of urgent care centers called NextCare, and I exited that in 2010. And about a week later, started MeMD. You know, the reason for MeMD was I saw a lot of patients in the urgent care but also even in the, in the emergency department that did not need, you know, hands-on physical care. And I'd always used to joke, well, what happens if somebody doesn't have a friend that's a physician? And the kind of light bulb went off and I thought, well, virtual care, of course. And so I found a uh, software solution that wasn't really meant for patients and physicians, it was meant for physician to visit, uh, physician communication, kind of retooled that, did, did uh, um, B2C, um, and uh, started that really, I think we saw our first patient in early 2011 after about four months. And it has really been a steady, um, albeit slow sometimes uh, growth pattern since then. Come up with the name out of curiosity. I, that's what always draws me in at first. And uh, I really like the name, short and sweet. Is, was there anything specific or was just like, ah, oh, yeah, this sounds like a good name. Let's roll with it. Well, it's kind of funny. So for, for next care, it was, after months, well, probably not months, weeks of thinking of names, and I even hired a naming agency, and finally they kept sending me these sheets of names, and I finally said, God, I, I hope it's the next one. And then I thought, next one, next care. And all of a sudden, it was, it was next care. Before that, it was Arizona Family and Urgent Care. And so I heard someone answer the phone, welcome to All Fuck. And I thought, that's not going to be a name. <laughs> So for, for, for me, MD, it was right after kind of the iPhone came out. So I thought about some variation of I something, which didn't make any sense. So I thought, huh, what about something with MD in it? And then me, MD kind of stuck. And then it was me, MD dot me. And so it was basically trying to help people take care of themselves. And that was kind of the genesis of it. So you were able to, I think I read something that you had something like five, five million members or is that, is that right? Yeah, a little, I think about 6 million members right now in all 50 states and, you know, hundreds of uh, practitioners for both behavioral health and, and medicine. 
that's congrats again that's that's a huge accomplishment um i always have to ask when i see those numbers because those are very very big numbers and and, and it shows uh part of the reason i guess why walmart was so interested in you right for to be able to accrue um you know th that that type of number and then also to be in all 50 states that's that's huge for for really them to continue to lift off their uh their emergence in healthcare. right it's um you know it was a slow growth process thankfully we had some great physician recruiters as you probably guessed COVID certainly helped accelerate our growth i mean we were plugging along steady you know, until then, and then all of a sudden last March, we just kind of skyrocketed. And of course, it's, it's tapered off since then. Um, but, it, but I think COVID accelerated the whole virtual medicine space by probably two to three years. In, in my mind, it was always like, God, you know, we do online banking, online school, online everything. Why isn't healthcare online? This was back in 2010, 11. And I thought it's just a matter of time because when I would see, I always laugh, when I'd see a patient in the emergency department, you could save someone's life in the emergency department and they'd be like, or their family would be like, yeah, well, that's what you're here for, right? But boy, I'll tell you what, you treat a woman with a urinary tract infection at 3 a.m. where she can get the medications in a couple hours when the pharmacy opens, you're like Moses. And I had more and more people say to me, this is the best thing ever. I'm never doing anything else. I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I wait, I wait just a few minutes, a provider pops up. And it just made total sense to me at the time and I think COVID has really brought that now to the forefront that you don't always need. Most of diagnosis is historical based, it's history. If I ask you the right questions, chances are I'll come up with the right diagnosis. Physical exam is certainly part of it, particularly for some specialties. But for many things, it's I can tell by talking to you and asking you the right questions, kind of what path you're going down. And if you're sick, we'll refer you. I mean, if it's something, something seriously wrong with you or emergently wrong, I mean, we'll refer you about 6% of the time right to the emergency department. What, what are some of your views on where the space is at today? Because I've, I've done a lot of these type of interviews and it's kind of crazy. There's, there's been companies, right, that you've kind of seen grow uh, along with MeMD over the last couple of years. But then there's been so many that have, I feel like they've come into the space maybe just because of what COVID created and sure. maybe they had no business, not no business being in this space, but maybe they would not be in this space if it wasn't for this pandemic. What, what's your view on the overall industry uh, of telehealth? Well, I mean, and certainly urgent care was the same way. In 93, when I started them, there weren't really any urgent cares out there. And again, this is one of those things that just made total sense to me. I mean, I still practice emergency medicine, but a lot of patients we see don't really need to be in the emergency department. And so with virtual medicine, it was kind of the same way. It made sense to me. And I think despite that, it was still a um, burgeoning market for quite a while. And then, as you said, COVID popped up and it was like, you know, they kind of played the Me Too game. Like, oh, my God, you know, I can, I can, I can rent someone's um, software system and find a few physicians and open up, you know, kind of a pop-up shop for a virtual medicine and, and yeah, I think COVID helped uh, help them do that. Now, the question is, uh, is sustainability. I mean, there's a number of large players out there of which now Walmart will be one of them. And it's gonna be, I think, harder for the quote unquote mom and pops to, to be able to play in that space unless they're very niche, depend, niche oriented. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it'll be curious to see how it plays out, I guess, for, I think a lot of the companies that were already in this space before the pandemic and were turning right along. Right. And what would, like you said, would probably see a lot of these same results, but it could be like two or three years down the, down the pipeline. Um, I think they'll continue to be okay. It'll be interesting to see what the, the smaller players end up doing uh, since it's not that they were late to the party, but they were later to the party. Right. But uh, I guess we'll see. But if they're coming up with new ways to treat patients in as much as they use an AI machine learning sort of platform and, and do chat care or bot-based care, I mean, that's kind of going to be the next generation of virtual care, that many of the things can be very AI-driven, where, where a physician or a provider is signing off on the ultimate outcome, but as they read through the script, they say, yep, I agree, that's this. And there's a number of AI tools out there that I think are to the point now where they're for the most part as good as as good as a human physician or practitioner uh, being able to diagnose certain disease entities i mean that, and, that'll be the next generation yeah and they're able to do to be able to diagnose at a very high degree of certainty right because of how much data that i mean all, all ai is is you're 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 having someone that wasn't a computer at first right go through and especially for like radiology and things, right? Looking at images and saying, yes, 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 this is this, this is that. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, for a, for a long time, I owned a virtual radiology business, but sold it because what I saw coming down the pike and in Israel, they're already doing this. They were reading films for a dollar a film. So Jeez. it was an AI driven read. And, and that was four or five years ago. So now that, you know, that has progressed and it's gonna hit pathology. Uh, it's already hit pathology and dermatology. Um, just pattern recognition, and, and it's great. Uh, it'll still should have physician oversight, but it really it's, it's the way to basically be a force multiplier for providers. Yeah, I, I've had conversation with uh, physicians and other types of uh, healthcare professionals that, um, you know, some are really high up on where we're at with uh, machine learning and, and, and artificial intelligence, and then some are very... Uh, I don't want to say upset, but they're, yeah, they're like, yeah, I don't want to lose my job here. It's, you know, and I, I totally understand that, but I, you know, when the urgent care wave, all the ED physicians were like, oh my God, you're stealing our pain patients. And I'm like, if not me, it'll be somebody. I mean, this is not, I mean, I'm, I'm no Mayo brother and this isn't rocket science. This is coming down the pike, whether you like it or not. And in everything in medicine is that way. Um, you know, pretty soon none of us will be carrying stethoscopes. We'll all just be carrying, and I carry one, a little handheld ultrasound machine. It's, I mean, change is inevitable and, and it leads to better outcomes for patients. What, what can you tell us? I'd like to quickly segment into, uh, running, we're starting to run out of time here, but quickly segment into a little more about the Walmart acquisition. Like what, what did it mean for, I guess, you and your team to, I mean, it's always great to be acquired, right? It's, it's part of that, um, the kind of check mark of, of building a business, but to also be acquired by a, a organization like Walmart, that's so well known. And I think we'll also have the, the resources to continue to really push this forward. Like, what did that mean for you and your team? And uh, why were you so excited about it? Well, you know, we, I mean, we are, we're incredible would be an understatement, incredibly honored to be even thought of by Walmart. And when we had the opportunity to meet their team, they have hands down been professional, forward thinking, kind, and very patient centric. And so for me, that was a that was a must have. And you know, Walmart's aspiration is to change the world of healthcare. And given the team they have there now, I have complete faith that they'll be able to do it. 
I can't really speak to what their plans are, but I, you know, in my head, I can kind of see how this, how this Omnicare um, will really, again, change the face of healthcare. So it's, it's going to be a wild ride to see what they do with this. Well, it was, it was interesting to hear the announcement of this acquisition, which was also, you know, who knows if it's directly related in any way, but a couple of weeks after Amazon announced that they're expanding their Amazon care business, right, into, I think, all 50 states. Um, it's, it, 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 was, it was really interesting to see. And I think that the news, uh, the new, different news stations and uh, article writers were having a field day with that to try to say like, is this why that this happened? And why also, I also read a couple things. It was like, why didn't Walmart just try to create their own? And I, I thought it was a great act because I, I followed you guys for a little bit. I've, um, I've done some research on you and obviously this is the first time we're having a conversation, but I thought it was a great acquisition for them, especially where you were already at. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it's funny reading all the different takes on it. It's, um, and I, and I, honestly, I haven't read too many, but I think, you know, one of the reasons is we had a 50 state network of providers. We've done it for 11 years. I've already made every mistake in the book, uh, some of them a few times. And so, you know, having that institutional knowledge, um, I, I think it means something as opposed to trying to reinvent the wheel yourself, you know, Walmart could frankly, and in Amazon too, I'm sure, but Walmart could frankly do anything they want to do. Um, but I think it's, this is the path of least resistance for them. And I think we'll be very aligned or we are very aligned on our visions for the future of healthcare. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to continue to see what you, what you do next. Cause uh, if I had to guess you, you'll, you'll have multiple things up your sleeve uh, over the next couple of years. Uh, it just seems like that's the type of person that you are. Um, so uh, hopefully you and I can stay in touch. I'd love to have you on again sometime. We can talk about some different issues happening within healthcare, but I want to thank you so much for being a guest. Thanks, Jared. Honor to be here. Appreciate what you're doing and thanks for spreading the news. Thank you. Hey everyone. I wanted to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Block Health. Block Health is building the ecosystem of services and solutions to power the future of healthcare. Through their platform, healthcare professionals and organizations can enter, upload, and share core credentialing documents and information. Professionals and organizations then have the opportunity to use that information to order multiple services and solutions like credentialing, state license registration, certifications, payer enrollment, renewals, and more. On average, the Block Health platform saves users 40 to 60% on credentialing and licensing related costs. Organizations can use Block Health as an extension of their team or as their whole licensing and credentialing team. Today, Block Health works with some of the top healthcare organizations. To learn more about Block Health, please visit www.blockhealth.com. That's B L O C H E A L T H.com and follow them on their social channels at Block Health. Thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www.sliceofhealthcare.com. And that'll have all of our past guests on there. Uh, you can see our sponsors, 
and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest. Thanks and look forward to another episode next week.